0: Hello everyone. Welcome to the Solitude Together podcast. My name is Jared. I'm joined by my fellow intern, Grace.
1: Hello everybody.
0: Um, so Grace, how excited are you about the Seattle Kraken?
1: Um, very. Now I know this news is a little bit old. They announced the team a few weeks ago, but I would describe myself as a person who, uh, does not care about hockey. Uh, but (laughs) when I saw the promotional video premiering the name, I was ready to like strap on some ice skates and go hit the ice. Uh, it's a dope name. It's a dope logo. So
0: you are a fan of the logo.
1: I am a fan of the logo. I love the tentacle that's like in the middle. I love how it's like the little eye.
0: Yeah, I don't know why people, I, I've talked to so many people that are like, I think the logo is dumb. I'm like, it looks so it's good. It's so cool. It's so creative.
1: Um, I would just like to say though, that I am very anti calling the fans the crackheads. That is not cool. <laughs> we should not make light of uh, drug addiction. I heard a suggestion on Twitter to be the cephalopod squad. Which that's what I'm for. <laughs> so let me know if you have any other creative names.
0: Yeah, my, my initial, like when they released the list of possible names, the, the one that I actually, wanted the most was um, the Seattle Chinook.
1: Oh, that would have been cool.
0: Yeah, just because like the Seattle Seahawks, Seattle Sounders, Seattle Storm, Seattle Chinook and the Mariners can just be their, their own thing.
1: Their own thing, yeah.
0: They're, they're just doing their thing.
1: Yeah, I, I do feel like there um, there is an aggressive element in hockey, obviously. Yeah. And I, I just don't really think of a salmon as being like, it just seems like squishy and delicious <laughs> and not terrifying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I did see one thing that was, um oh goodness, because I, I haven't gotten, in, I, I've been waiting to, to get into hockey until Seattle got a team just because it's pretty hard for me to follow a team that's not from my hometown. Um, my hometown, like Seattle, is where I'm from. But um, <laughs> like, uh, I forget what it's the exact term. But when there's like, t- like you commit a foul and you're put in like the the penalty box. Oh yeah, um, sure. The for like a set amount of time. If you listen to hockey, I'm so sorry. Yeah, Don't judge me.
1: <laughs> I'm so sorry if we're just. I've been to like three western hockey games at 10 30 at night at the civic center i've never so.
0: been <laughs> um but like playing Lisa, liam neeson's yelling release the kraken when they come out of the the penalty box back into play
1: that is brilliant i hope they can get the licensing for that oh, they, they better
0: you, you have to wow
1: also i would just like to say in case anyone ever like pulls up receipts on me i don't condone aggression or violence and like almost any other sphere of life, but I've decided that I will make an exception for hockey. So, um, so it feels f- very cathartic to watch people just like slam into each other. So but what about football then? N- no, <laughs> don't condone. no. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's funny. Um, So anyways, for the conversation today, uh, me and Grace were kind of talking about maybe doing something just uh, a little different today. In the past, we've kind of either um, described a new daily practice that we've come up with or um, we've walked um, you guys through just um, one of the practices specifically and kind of given you our, our takeaways from it. But today we kind of wanted to frame the conversation around just how um, we've just been communing with God and experiencing God um, outside just the context of the specific daily practices. Um, So, uh, Grace, is there anything you want to kind of kick us off with?
1: Yeah. So as we were getting ready to record, um, we just felt this sense that um, talking about the daily practice that we had come up with like wasn't maybe going to be the most um, beneficial and we just found that we feel like you guys probably have a good sense of how to engage in a daily practice because of all the great work that the staff did earlier this year and then the daily practices for scripture study that um, we've been providing for you the interns this summer have been providing so we feel like we want to kind of step outside of that framework and just talk about um, other ways that you can engage with God and find God um, outside of scripture reading because everyone engages with God differently at different points in their life and at different points in their spiritual journey. So um, it was just really, I would say it was like on our heart. I know yeah. that's kind of like yeah. Christianese language, <laughs> but um, it was on our heart to talk about um Ways that we've experienced God outside of Scripture.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I can kind of go first. So um, one thing that I used to to do a lot of um, was just kind of constant, um, just constant prayer throughout the day because uh, my my job is pretty 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 mindless for most of it. So I'm, I, I realized a while back that um, honestly, I'm just kind of sitting here just up in my own mind for eight hours, not really focused on anything. So I was just kind of like, well, I guess I could spend that time talking to God, listening to God. Um, and I'd kind of strayed away from that for a long time. I kind of, uh, hit a rut in my, my spiritual growth. And so I, I kind of stopped doing it until, um, our good friend, uh, Connor spoke about a month ago, I think. Somewhere around Um, there. and just kind of, was, was talking about like constant, like what what constant prayer can look like and um, what continually coming to God, asking for the desires on our heart can look like. And it just kind of reminded me of um, the joy that I used to get from just being in that space with God for, you know, at least eight hours a day, at least when I was working and maybe a little bit less on days I wasn't. But um, and just it just looked like just me running through just what was on my heart, whether it was... Um, praying for things that were going on in family members and friends' lives. Praying for um, like one thing I've been praying a lot for is um, a different job because I've been I've been feeling a little a little like it's time for me to move on from where I'm at. Um, just praying for just the world in general, and so just continuing to continually pray through that. Um, just my time and just bringing those requests to God, and it's been pretty cool to notice. Um, how that's actually changed a little bit of just how I interact with people too. I just find that because I'm more attentive to, uh, attentive to, to just God's spirit, I find when like my coworkers are kind of complaining about customers and the things they're doing, I find it much easier to notice, Hey, I don't really want to get involved in that conversation. I don't really want to be talking disparagingly about people for a slight inconvenience. They really didn't know they did. Um, And so I found that not only has it been really, really nice to constantly be bringing my, my, my kind of requests and asks to God, but also to just be closer in line with his spirit to, to just know, to, to, to be more aware of of things I don't really want to do.
1: Yeah. And I think something that we've heard from the community recently is kind of, um, just the monotony and the grind of working, going home, not being able to do anything. Um, and so I think, Jared, that's a really good picture of maybe a way to improve um your current situation. Like if you're finding that uh, work is really like banal and frustrating, that that could be a great way. To reframe your attitude and um, reframe the time that you spend at work that just feels really like a drag. I think that's mm-hmm. a really great um, example.
0: Yeah, and it, and it makes the time I'm there not as terrible as it, as it is without
1: Yeah, that's great. So, yeah, I've been, um, I haven't been working, so I've just been at home a lot um, with nowhere to go. And, you know, maybe that's something that I need to try to adopt into my life because there's a lot of hours in the day. And I usually just try to fill them up with, like, sleeping for a lot of it because, yeah, I need, like, also... Totally not spiritual. Side note, but if anyone has any hobbies you think I should pick up, let me know. I need things to do. uh,
0: You can borrow my uh, my pocket trumpet and learn trumpet.
1: A pocket trumpet. Yes.
0: So when I was a
1: tiny trumpet. Yes,
0: but it plays exactly like a real trumpet. When I was like six, I think I wanted to play trumpet because my dad was like is like an incredible trumpet player, and my sister was playing in like middle school. So I was like, I want to play trumpet too, and they didn't want to buy a couple grand on and spent a couple grand on an instrument for a six or seven year old. So they bought me like this tiny little pocket trumpet that's like maybe like ten inches long.
1: Wow, I think my roommate's dog would hate that. I think he would be very upset at the noises that I would inevitably <laughs> shriek out of that trumpet. Um <laughs> yeah there's a hobby. <laughs> there we go. I'll keep you all informed if I take (laughs) up the pocket trumpet (laughs) anyways. Um, yeah, back to what we were talking about. (laughs) Um, I think for me, um, I guess I was kind of exaggerating a little bit talking about like sleeping and like not really doing much. Um, something that I've been trying to integrate into my life is, um, getting outside more, Uh, It's one of the few recreational activities that are still available to us um, in the pandemic. And I also have found that that is where I find and experience God the most. Um, I just the like beauty of creation, it can seem so cliche because, you know, like, all those like sunset pictures on Instagram, but like truly, truly like it's stunning. And we live in a beautiful area, Bellingham in the summer, Bellingham all year long Mm -hmm. is gorgeous. And, um, if you're not, I'm sure wherever you are is also gorgeous, um, in its own way. And I just find that the stillness of like being in the woods or, um you know splashing in the water on the beach like that's where i feel connected and in tune Mm -hmm. um, with god and experiencing um his creation and like the loving care that went into creating this world and that's where i feel like invigorated and rejuvenated um in my past the bible was kind of used as like a weapon like in order to um gain compliance and so sometimes i struggle with like reading and getting into my bible because of the way that it was used like in my um upbringing but like nature and being outside like doesn't really have that baggage for me and so that's where i've been finding a lot of hope and a lot of uh contentment with god
0: yeah, that's cool. I mean, I definitely um one of one of the my favorite things to do when I when I dedicate and chunk the time out is to to go to to go to Wacom Falls actually and just walk around, not take like a bible with me or anything, but like or or my phone or, but literally just walk around the park and just kind of not necessarily even have a conversation with the Lord, but just kind of sit with him in that space. And it it is pretty incredible sometimes how much nature just kind of naturally helps us connect with God.
1: Yeah. What's, what's kind of
0: like your, your favorite spot right now?
1: Well I just found this new spot it's like off of Old Fairhaven Parkway it's not the interurban trail but it's like just off the interurban trail I don't know who maintains it I don't know if Bellingham Parks maintains it but there's like this pond and I just went and walked up all around there and it was really gorgeous and um like quiet and serene and there were like blackberries along the path and i ate some (laughs) of those and just like enjoyed them and like looked out over the water and um yeah i also just went to locust beach for the first time like i've lived in bellingham for so long never been there um that was you should go it's marvelous it's really cool um Yeah, some other places. When I was a student at Western, I lived in Burnham Wood, and so I would walk through the Arboretum a lot. Um, I also really love the Arboretum. Um, (laughs) It's beautiful and quiet, and yeah, that's another spot that I really enjoyed when I was a student. Um, I don't get over there as much anymore, um, but. Yeah, those are just some places that I yeah. find um, a lot of, like, calmness and mm-hmm. peace in.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, if you're in Bellingham, those are a few locations you can you can try out if you, maybe you just want to go on a little walk or...
1: Oh, I've also, Lake Padden, um, in the winter, like, when it's kind of, um, when there aren't a lot of people around, um, I find it very serene uh, to be able to walk along the lake also, uh, in terms of like our current health crisis, it's Lake Patton has really wide trails, yeah. which is nice too. So you can, um, have enough space. Yeah. That is one thing about the pond that I was, um, walking around. The trails are not very wide. So just a note.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Something, something else for me that kind of goes hand in hand with kind of spending time outdoors, um, In nature. And also just what I was talking about with the the constant prayer at work is I'm trying to spend a lot more time listening, which is, I didn't realize how hard it is for me. Like when I'm, when I'm at work, it is super hard for me to, to listen.
1: I imagine there's like constant noise to just kind of invading (laughs) you're like subconscious. It is
0: kind of that, but oftentimes, I mean, like there's no music playing in our store ever. Oh, interesting. Yeah. They, and I've asked, they, they, they don't play any music at any of the stores. Um, um, I think because of the money it would take to put in a a proper PA system like that, we don't, um, it's just like a, our system is all just like pick up a phone and dial to go to the, but we don't have like a tape, like a place to put stuff on loops. Um, but so it's, it's really challenging there. Um, which I think is kind of a good thing because I mean, it's not easy to listen for God. I don't think,
1: I think especially because, um, a lot of the times like listening for God just kind of means like really being in tune with like yourself, which might sound strange but like like god is everywhere so like god is inside of us and outside of us and i think that like listening to the like urgings that you feel like in your head um i just know it was really helpful for me to know that like listening for god didn't mean like hearing an actual yeah, voice yeah no no not a yeah i just, just wanted like to a, make that i'm not yeah s- I don't want to assume no, that's what you were saying, but I yeah. wanted to make sure that anyone yeah. listening is just aware that like, it doesn't mean like you hear like Jared, hello, stock, I have a
0: message for you. You need to stock more oranges. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, Oh, that's just my manager. That's not God. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, no, definitely more, more on the side of like, just listening for like those urges of like, maybe there's a, like in, while I'm at work, maybe there's a coworker who is having a terrible time right now and isn't telling anyone that, you know, maybe God wants to push me towards or something else. Um, but like, I kind of almost am viewing it as not necessarily a challenge, but a, just a, a way to develop the skill of listening for God and for his urges and, and for his voice, hope maybe at some point. But cause if I can, if I can just be able to attune myself to that, when all that noise and kind of confusion is going on, then it just will become more natural when things aren't as, chaotic?
1: Yeah, I think I um, am definitely a person who fills my environment with noise. Like um, I've I'm a little late to the game but i've started really getting into podcasts um and i listen to music a lot or i'm watching a tv show or i'm talking to somebody else and so i've realized recently a need to cultivate stillness in Mm -hmm. my life and cultivate like just quiet so that i because i think i use all that noise as a way to like not go deeper and to not engage with like things that I'm thinking about, but they're just on the periphery. And so I have been trying to like make a conscious choice. Like, no, I'm not going to turn on music right now. Like I'm just going to be in stillness. Like while I'm like puttering around the house and, um, yeah, that's been, I don't think it's quite like born fruit yet, but, yeah. um, I'm in the beginning stages and I think it's been, it's mm. been good.
0: What are, what are some of the like first kind of major hurdles that you've learned to kind of push past to, to kind of getting into that mindset of saying, no, I'm not going to put on music or a podcast or something.
1: Um, <laughs> putting down my phone <laughs> and being, I think quarantine has made me more addicted to my phone yeah, than I already was. Definitely. I've realized also that there's this little like hum in the back of my mind of like, Oh my gosh, you're going to miss something. Like yeah. you're going to miss some, um, something about the virus or something about yeah. like current news and like, you're not going to be able to respond like, or you're not going to be able to like empathize with people. And so it just, it sticks there in the back of my mind. Um, So trying to put my phone away. um, And I think that's been the biggest hurdle for me. Um,
0: I I can definitely relate to that. Yeah,
1: Cause it's like, I want like, this is like, we're in like a crisis, but it's not like, it's not like, like an earthquake kind of crisis. Like, so it's like long and drawn out. So it feels like there should be like immediate updates, but there's not. Cause it, it, it's, it's drawn out. Yeah. <laughs> so I've, I'm not saying I'm doing this successfully either. Like, uh, I'm aware of it in my brain, but the yeah. execution is yeah. still. Yeah. I,
0: I, iffy. I, I was trying to sit, say, kept saying, Oh, I can, I can manage to, to control it. I can manage to like not be on social media very long until there was one day this week. I looked at my usage and I was on f- just scrolling through Facebook for five hours. Oh, dear. In one day.
1: Yeah. I, luckily, um, I would highly recommend if you guys, if your phone has the timer.
0: Yeah. That didn't stop thing,
1: me. <laughs> try, try. It's really difficult. And I think that's, that can be such an impediment, not only to yeah. like, um, engaging in our own spiritual like life, but it can also like in our inner spiritual life. But I think it can also stop us from engaging like in an outward facing way mm-hmm. to our community. Oh,
0: absolutely. Uh, uh, my roommate it's moving out in like two weeks and like I've mentioned like how like I'm going to be really bummed when he moves out and I want to like spend time with him and literally like I was sitting on the couch across from him for like three hours just scrolling through Facebook.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Like, like, yeah, so I, I eventually did this week. I I deleted, I was like, I clearly can't control it at this point. Yeah.
1: So I think that is also something that I've been um, convicted of that Like filling my life with noise and like input from other sources has kept me from actually stepping out and being an effective, like member of like the Christian community and like being the hands and feet of Jesus. Like, Mm. because when I'm just like listening to my podcast or like endlessly scrolling like through Instagram and being like, Oh, that's horrible. This thing that's happening in the world. Like, but I'm not actually doing anything. Like I'm not like donating to a mutual aid network or like, writing a letter to a friend or Mm -hmm. like going and trying to find a place to volunteer um you know those i i cut myself off from being an engaged and active member in my community and from living out what jesus wanted us to do um Yeah, and I think it's so important to take the action steps to live out your faith. I think that is such a vital and important part, Mm -hmm. especially in this time of need, um, to find ways to go out in your community and care for the least of these.
0: definitely. That's good, Grace. Um, Yes, I mean, yeah, that's good.
1: Which... (laughs) I don't know how to transition this smoothly. So yeah. shameless plug. We have an opportunity for you all to do that. Um, if you go to ecclesiabellingham.com. Bellingham.com. Uh, we're doing an event called nourishing your neighbor mm-hmm. where we are going to be packing boxes of vegetables and fresh produce to give away to people who need it. Um, all this produce is coming from the CTK farm. They, it, it's volunteer run and they do an amazing job they are producing so much food and so uh, p- we would love for you to partner with us in helping people who need it also if you need the help yourself um you can there's a form on the website that you can like fill out like if somebody else needs it or if you need it yourself so that's one way that i'm really looking forward to yeah being a active member in the community and like lessening people's burdens.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's good. Um, Yeah. I guess just my final, my, my final kind of thing also just to kind of maybe help um, something I forgot to mention is with that kind of constant prayer. um, Don't be afraid to make a list in notes of the things you want to pray for. I've found that it's actually really helpful. Um, I oftentimes in the past be like, oh, I remember what I want to pray for. And then I find out that I I realize, oh, I'm only praying for like two things. I'm not really praying for all the things I actually want to pray for. So I definitely would recommend like making a list in your notes in that way. I mean, like sometimes on my 10 at work or on my lunch, I can just take out the notes and go through that really quick. So I would also recommend that.
1: Yeah. If you're anything like me, if you don't write it down, it's like gone from your brain forever until the moment that you like need it, or we're supposed to be somewhere and it all comes crashing back in. Yes, so I think 100%. that's an excellent suggestion. Anyone that knows suggestion.
0: me will know that I have a terrible memory. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah.
1: All right. Well, uh, we hope that you found this conversation um, edifying and found some use from it. Uh, let us know if you have any thoughts or any suggestions on the ways yeah. that you have been engaging, um, in community and engaging in your spiritual life. Uh, yeah. I just want to say, stay safe, wear your mask, come help pack up vegetables.
0: Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll see you guys there on Monday.